0: You're listening to Warwick Radio Online, the voice of Warwick, Rhode Island. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Warwick Life on Warwick Radio. My name is Scott Nerney. I grew up in Warwick and have been a homeowner for over 30 years in our lovely city. My goal with this podcast is to highlight what is special about Warwick and how you can get the most from our seaside community. This podcast is being presented by the Warwick Center for the Arts, located next to Warwick City Hall, where amazing artists showcase their artwork year round, in their beautiful gallery, in addition to many exciting classes for children and adults. Our guest today is Danielle Salisbury. She's the director of the Warwick Center for the Arts. I thought it would be beneficial for our audience to learn about the organization, how they make Warwick so special, and what they have to offer our community. Welcome to the show, Danielle, and thank you so much for supporting our podcast with every episode.
1: Thank you, Scott. It's fun to be here.
0: And maybe you could give us a little description other than it's a center for arts. Tell us a little bit more about the Warwick Center for the Arts.
1: Okay. Uh, So the Warwick Center for the Arts began as Warwick Museum of Art, um, and it was founded by a a group of um, uh, historians. Originally, it was the Warwick uh, Museum, and then became further uh, defined into the Warwick Museum of Art. Um, And it, in 1975, um, as part of a um, bicentennial celebration, the uh, Warwick Museum of Art made its home at the Kentish Artillery Building, where it is now. Um, and it has continued serving as a place for artists to exhibit and to learn um,
0: since then. Wow. And roughly how many people come and visit the center each year?
1: I'm estimating around 1,500 Um and that is through an entire year of different events, performances, exhibits, classes. Um,
0: oh, wow. And what types of events do you have at the Woke Center for the Arts? I Obviously, there must be art exhibits, but I hear it's much more. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes. So there's um, uh, a rotating schedule of exhibits, uh, about 10 per year. Um, and one of the things that I've noticed throughout this past year during shutdown and, and all the many challenges was that our exhibits remained strong. Um, we always had artwork on the walls. That was one thing that never went away. And, um, we had people visit, you know, sporadically throughout the day. We continued to have people come in and we never had big crowds. So I'm I'm proud of that because it, it was a nice quiet space for people to view art and, um, and be uh, engaged with different types of art. So we have about two to three juried exhibits per year, which is sort of like a contest, um, usually open to all, sometimes defined within a certain medium. So it could be, for example, this past winter, as we typically do, we'll offer a photography and digital art exhibit. Um, One of the highlights of my year was a recent exhibit on um, altered paper prints and books. That's one of my favorite media. So um, it was a unique collection of works, and a lot of people came to view that because it wasn't just uh, a typical exhibit of two-dimensional representational <laughs> work.
0: Great. And are you an artist also? Yes, I am. What What do you uh, What is your specialty or preferred medium?
1: Right. Um, so I went to art school. I went to the Maryland Institute College of Art in Baltimore with a BFA in interior architecture. Um, But since then, you know, I think when you realize at some point in your life, whenever it is that you're an artist, you never stop uh, learning or expanding your toolbox. So, um, you know, I've tried many different things, but my favorite area to work within is paper, um, whether it be collage, um, paper sculptures, printmaking, bookmaking, anything, you know, related to that. Um, and I also um, have taught some classes, um, not yet at the Art Center, mainly because I'm very busy with my role as <laughs> director. Um, but in the past, I've taught um, prop making and scenic design, and that's something that I also really enjoy.
0: Oh, wow. Prop making for, like, movie sets or plays or?
1: Uh, theater, youth theater in oh, particular. Wow. Yes. I, I love love to create um, things that trick the eye, um, you know, paper mache or found objects to be used on the stage, which is um, seen at a distance a lot of times. So it doesn't have to be perfect.
0: Sometimes less is more and really catches the eye. Exactly. And supports the actors. That's fantastic. And when did the Art Center begin operations?
1: Um, Well, like I said, it was an organization first, and they were in... um, the Pontiac Mills building. Okay. Um, back in the early '70s, uh, and then the group. Um, and actually, there's an interesting little t- tidbit here. I got a call recently from um, Mr. Marola's wife. Um, he passed away, and her name is Norma. That's right, Norma Marola, who still lives in Warwick, and she found some files. That she said she didn't know what to do with. She knew they were too important to throw away. Um, so she called, and um, I ended up going to her house to pick them up, and they're amazing. I mean, they're the original incorporation documents for the Warwick Museum of Art um, that her husband w- was the attorney that created the documents. Um, so that was just an amazing discovery, and I read through. The Articles of Incorporation and the people that were involved in establishing the organization. Um, And they were very committed to serving the community, um, bringing in, even back then, you know, uh, scout troops and all kinds of um, different local organizations to have an opportunity to view art and make art.
0: That might be a good display at some point.
1: I was thinking that, yes.
0: (laughs) I look forward to it. Right. And if you're talking to our audience right now, what would you say to people who wouldn't call themselves an artist but like to do artwork and would be afraid to contact you about some type of uh, gallery that you're having an artist request for? Wow, yeah. that's I would love to reach those people.
1: Um, So one of the ways that I think we have... Um, invited more of our community in is through the Art of Wellbeing series uh, at the Art Center, um, which is basically um, uh, inviting people to participate in things like meditation, yoga, um, art journaling. Um, We had a a session back in the spring on um, meditation and um, art making kind of folded in as a combined process we're putting together another um, series of writing classes, uh, creative writing for both teens and adults. Um, so I'm hoping that by broadening what we offer, we'll bring more people in and make it more accessible accessible for them to try it. Um, our classes are welcoming to all levels, all ages, you know, anyone.
0: Oh, that's that's really great to hear, and I'm. Um Hoping a lot of the folks who are listening will go to Warwick Center for the Arts uh, website and and take a look at everything that they have to offer. And I know some of the exhibits I've been through. There's some art that's also for sale in some of the exhibits.
1: Yes, we do ask that artists um, provide artwork that is for sale. Um, sometimes, though, um, there are pieces that are just too near and dear to them. Um, And it'll say not for sale on the tag. And we respect that. Um, I wanted to add also that we do group exhibits. So in other words, if if, um, there's a a group of artists, for example, Painters Over Light, they held their own uh, exhibit in the gallery for a few weeks. um, And that's a local painting group. Uh, So we have group exhibits. We have exhibits such as the Rhode Island Open, which is in the fall every year at the Art Center. And actually this year will be the 35th year of offering that, and that is open to all Rhode Island artists in any media. Um, And another thing is that uh, last year um, we ran an exhibit called Emerging 2020, and the reason that uh, we did that exhibit was because I knew that many artists, both um, visual and performing artists, were graduating from either high school or college. And not able to show what they've worked so hard on for years. Um, So we offered an opportunity for young artists between the ages of 16 to 22 to exhibit their work with no entry fee. Um, And we even offered to help them frame the artwork and hang it. Uh, We wanted to create this little window of time, this pocket where they could show what they've done and have it be as barrier free as possible. Uh, so we uh, that's something that I hope continues on because I think it's a really valuable experience for artists, budding artists, you know, just embarking on their career to have an opportunity to feel what it's like to exhibit your work, have the public see it, and then even potentially sell it. A couple of them sold their artwork and that was a whole new experience for them.
0: Wow. That, that is really great. And talk to me about uh, the support Mayor picozzi has been giving. I, I understand some of the artwork is in City Hall that's been on exhibit.
1: Yes, thank you for reminding me of that. Um, Mayor picozzi has been a champion of the Warwick Center for the Arts from the beginning. I mean, from you know the beginning of his his term. Um, and we're we're so happy with the partnership that we've had with him. Um, right from our first meeting, he came to the art center. Um, I think in December, soon after the election, to see it, to meet with us. And um, he mentioned that the walls in his office were bare and <laughs> and that there was a lot of room at City Hall for artwork to be seen. And um, our president of the board at the time, Rebecca Stockdale, championed this effort to um, reach out to Warwick schools and invite the art teachers at the high schools in particular to um, encourage their students to put together some artwork that could be hung at City Hall. And it turned into a wonderful uh, experience for them. I believe there are 14 artists, uh, you know, high school artists represented. And if you go to City Hall, you'll see the work up on the walls in the, in the um, entrance to the mayor's office. And it's going to be there till November. So it's a six-month run of their artwork. And then it'll rotate and another group of artists will exhibit. And um, uh, it was really nice of Mayor Picozzi to open the office for the artists and their families to come in and have sort of an opening reception to view the work, and uh, it was a really nice event.
0: And, and you just recently passed the summer, as kids are now back at school, but you did a lot of summer camps for children to learn arts and theater.
1: Yes. The summer camp at Warwick Center for the Arts is a cornerstone of what we do. Um, Summer art camp has been at the Warwick Center for the Arts for over 20 years. And before COVID, we would have anywhere from 175 to 200 campers throughout a summer. Last year, we had 37. And this year, we got up to 57. So hopefully, we'll bounce back even better.
0: That's a good comeback. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's a lot, and I would be remiss if I didn't talk a little bit about one of the, I think non-artist, although I would, he would challenge me to say he is an artist, and I would agree, is uh, bring your own improv. That's also held there.
1: Yes, yes, bring your own improv. Byoi is uh, has their home at Warwick Center for the Arts. They're currently uh, dark, so to speak. You know, not not performing live, but they will be. And, um, yeah, performing arts is part of why Warwick Museum of Art became Warwick Center
0: for the Arts. Wow. There's a lot going on at the Warwick Center for the Arts. Is there anything else that you wanted to to tell our audience about?
1: Yes. Um, There is um, something that, you know, my goal last year, starting as the new director, was to kind of take an inventory of what was being done and, um, of course, survive, One of my goals going forward is to increase accessibility um, and uh, would like to to campaign a tuition assistance program for youth that would like to attend camps and classes and may not be able to afford it. Um, And again, uh, do more community outreach. So I look forward to more partnerships. Um, I'd like also to just mention, I had a recent visit at Clouds Hill Museum And um, that's an amazing gem in the city of Warwick. And they have an inventory of um, just artifacts and art and a treasure trove of um, just amazing things that I I, this is sort of coming to me at the moment that it would be really nice to have an exhibit uh, featuring what they have in their collection. So that may be another great Warwick uh, contact.
0: We definitely love... Good Warwick Success Stories. Yeah. Now, that is uh, really what this podcast is about, and I know our audience looks for what they can get out of Warwick and uh, all the great things that the Warwick Center for the Arts is doing for us. Is there anything else that you wanted to cover?
1: I think that's it. All right. Come visit us. Um, I I know this isn't uh, time-sensitive, but we are having a winter market uh, there's usually some sort of holiday sale event at the Warwick Center for the Arts every year. Um, but this year we are going to do a winter market um, in the last two weeks uh, in December. So we hope at least people will come in there to do some Christmas shopping.
0: Okay. And as always, you can go to the Warwick Center for the Arts website. I will also have the link at the bottom of the podcast here as well. You can get some information about what exhibits they're having, what classes they're having, and what you may be able to go see Danielle in person, which would be fantastic. Trust me, she is a wealth of information. Thank you, Danielle, for spending some time with our audience today and sharing some insights on Warwick life. It's a great time to be in Warwick, and for those not living the Warwick life, come pay us a visit. That wraps up another edition of Warwick Life on Warwick Radio. If you have any comments, content suggestions, or questions, drop us a line at warwicklife at gmail.com. Thank you to Tester Manuelian for our lead-in in in closing music. She's a music major with an incredible career ahead of her. Lastly, don't forget to check out Warwick Center for the Arts at warwickcfa.org. See you next time. You're listening to Warwick Radio Online. The
1: voice of Warwick, Rhode Island.